Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you think Gardy should be sacked if they are unfit? The Garda Representative Association, the GRA, has called for a review of the excessive bleep tests which are used by Angarda Shekhan as part of its fitness training for recruits. Now, the bleep test, which sees participants having to run, you know, a 20-metre shuttle runs, I suppose, between two points within a specific period of time. It's like a test to make sure you're fit, I suppose, and you can run a fair distance. 20 metres is not far, really, is it? And it forms part of the force's overall fitness test for trainees, and which also includes, by the way, press-ups, sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, and strength tests. Uh, there's different tests for male and female, mind you, Allegedly we're the same, according to these equality groups, but there is a different test for men and women. The same as there is in the fire department as well, there's different tests for men and women. But it's understood that the Garda was recently dismissed after failing the bleep test, while another 15 officers are now under probation, where they were served with warnings after failing the test on two occasions. Now, the GRA has said that significant numbers of applicants seeking to join the, pardon me, the force over the past two years uh, had fallen at the final hurdle by failing to meet the bleep test and accused the Garda of taking a zero-tolerance approach to its own form of testing. And the GRA said the use of the bleep test testing is excessive and results in high stress levels among trainees because of the real threat of dismissal hanging over their heads. Jeepers. God bless them. I mean, really and truly... What, what are we turning into in this world? The whole idea of this fitness test is to see are you capable of being a guard. If you fail the test, well, that clearly states you're incapable of being a guard. And I'm sorry, and this is only for the trainees, and mind you, maybe it could be extended to other guards as well. Members on probation who fail the test can retake it a number of times, with most receiving six weeks to prepare, said a GRA spokesperson. However, in most cases, if they continue to fail... It would be suggested that they make not or they may not be suitable for a career in policing. They may not be. I mean, look, you know, if they've taken the test four or five times and they complete fail it every single time, it seems like a reasonably easy test, to be honest with you. Well, then clearly they're not suitable for career in policing. I mean, you're not much used to anybody if you can't run very far, or if you haven't got a you know a reasonable level of strength. I oh, look, I'd, I'm not saying I'd probably fail it, but I'm not a guard. You know, no more than if I brought a guard into the studio here and said, OK, I want you to put the radio station on the air and take a few calls and put that onto delay and, you know, uh, switch that over there to that line. He probably wouldn't know how to do it. And even if I gave him a bit of training for maybe two weeks, he'll still probably make a mess of it. So, which means he might not be capable, you know, of being a radio presenter. That's just the way it is, isn't it? We all have our own skills. So anyway, the spokesperson underlined that while it was not in the interest of the public to have Gardy who were not fit enough for the job, the association was concerned about the proportion of people failing the actual bleep test. Can we just call it a fitness test and stop calling it a bleep test? It sounds like a stupid name. Anyway, and nothing else. There are many other elements involved in the fitness test, the GRA spokesman spokes said, adding that the test was more erroneous uh, than they used in other countries and had been scrapped in Northern Ireland. There is also a question over whether the test is more difficult for women than men, he said. Now, in the UK, the pass level for police bleep test is 5.4, irrespective of age or gender, while each shuttle run is 15 metres long. In the Republic of Ireland, male Gardaí under 26 must score an 8.8, while female Gardaí under 26, uh, it's 7.6. So, look, women get a bit of a shoe in here, you know what I mean? They don't have to do as well in this particular test. That's what I said to you. It's a different test for women. And each shuttle run is 20 metres long. And uh, different standards apply depending on the age or gender, with pass scores varying from 5.4 to 8.8. And the GRA has called for a review of the bleep test, along with the introduction of a structured occupational health and education programme, especially in respect of managing diet and exercise while on shift. Now, look, tonight I want to talk about fitness levels within the force and ask if you think guards should be sacked if they fail the test. And should the test be carried out and be put through the whole guard of Chicago? Because I know in the UK, the inspectors in the UK has now decided that you know guards who are police, let's say, who are with the force many years and who are unfit will be chucked out unless they go out and get fit. Well, like, what's the point in having, you know, a, 
a 20 stone guard sitting behind a desk all day who can't actually go out on the beat because he's just unhealthy. You know, I remember years ago calling the guards. And don't get me wrong, most guards are probably very fit. But uh, I called the guards because there was a lot of fellas out in the field uh, across the road from my house. Took them about an hour to get there. And this fella arrived in the police car. I kind of had a look out the window because obviously I didn't want the people to know that I was the one who called them. This fella arrived. Uh, and they were gone at this stage, by the way, because he arrived late a bit early. But he got out of the, the guard the car with a cup of coffee in his hand. He had a cup of coffee driving the car in his hand. And he looked like someone's da. You know, the buttons were busting at the seams. I could tell you now, if he had ran into a bit of difficulty with a load of 16 or 17-year-olds and ran across the field, he wouldn't have had a chance of catching them. There was no way he's fit enough to be a guard or certainly to be out chasing criminals. But should he be fired? That's the real question. Should people be fired if they're not fit enough for the job? You know, should they not get into the guards because they're not fit enough for the job? So should guard have to do a fitness test to stay in the force? If they did it on an ongoing basis throughout their career, you know, every five years. Now, obviously, there would be leniency in relation to age because obviously the older you get, you know, you probably wouldn't be as fit, obviously. So as according to get older, you know, the score or that you must attain to, obviously would become lower as well, which would be fair. So let me ask you a question. Should guards be chucked out, asked to leave politely, if they don't attain a certain fitness level? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Hi, Niall. It's been a while. It has, Paul. Where have you been? I've I've been around. I've been listening to you for the last while, so right. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, so you're still listening in the background, in the shadows, so to speak, Paul. Of course. <laughs> All right, Paul. I mean, I think this is a pretty basic question. I mean, realistically, I mean, you can't be a guard if you're not fit, can you? No, and the same the same would apply to uh, somebody in the fire brigade, because uh, they I myself did it. Some years ago, I did a I did a bit of a test for the uh, civil civil defence for the for the um, the auxiliary. Right. Okay. Service. Yeah. And and what what, to, what was the test? What did you have to do? Like run up and down? Yeah. And ha- well, yeah. And... What well, what you had to do? No, what you had to do was you had to um, carry a hose from one end of the compound to the other and back. Yeah, and they're quite heavy. Yeah, they are. I didn't yeah. realise how heavy they were. Oh, they are and very heavy. Yeah, they're made of cork, of course. I know. And, I know. In the fire brigade, I don't know whether it's still the same. Um, yeah. Years ago, uh, mates of mine joined the fire brigade, and they had to carry someone on their shoulder. They had to run mm. with someone on the over their shoulder for two hundred yards or something like that. Yeah, you know. Now yeah. I don't know whether that's still the case or not. I know? think it would. It probably would be. Mm. You know, they have to do the fireman's lift and anyway. Right? Yeah. Like, for people who are going to be in the general fire brigade, anybody. Yeah. But like anyway, I mean that's you know they they normally join when they're when they're twenty one or so and they're. They're they're past uh, if they if they do all the all all, all all the fitness tests and everything else, but they have to retire at fifty. Yeah. So they're, I mean, should, what happens if you know, or should there be ongoing tests? Now we, we were seeing clearly that guards are having problems doing at trainee level, right? Where fifteen yeah. guards are now you know under probation, uh, they were yeah. served with warnings for failing it on the test on two occasions, right? There obviously should be a limit to how many occasions you can try it out, right? But in saying that, should it be ongoing? So, like, when a guard is there 10 years, should there be, like, every five years a little test? But now, obviously, as, as age goes on, you would reduce the, the requirement, you know? Yeah, uh, it should. It should um, to make sure that they're, that they're still at a reasonable fit level uh, for the job. But having said that, if I don't think it's fair to sack somebody as such. Um, maybe if, of course... If there's if there's enough people within the guards who are fit enough to be out on the beat and can do can do that and bring people into custody when needs be, well then that's that's reasonable. But to actually sack somebody, I don't think is uh, I don't I, I don't think that should be uh, the case. What they should do is give them maybe a, a desk job or some other. So move them to admin. Job. Yeah. 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 Something within, something else within the force. 
Right, okay. Well, I suppose if you're a detective or something like that, maybe I have grand delusions of what a detective does. He sits there working things out all day with boards. Um, maybe that kind of thing would be more well, suitable. Detectives, yeah, detectives and that, they're, they're, they're kind of like, they don't really, um, unless they really have to, uh, go... Site, uh, like yeah. they, uh, unless they have to run after somebody, or if they're short, uh, or if they need. Yeah, well, see, there, there's another thing. The qualifications for being a guard have changed immensely over the years, right? Yeah. Uh, particularly in relation to equality, right? Because obviously they had to reduce the height because many people couldn't get in because they were too bloody small. I could have never joined the guards because when I was a young fella, uh, to join the guards you had to be, I think it was five foot nine as a male and five foot six as a woman. I think it was or something like that. Yeah, I saw somebody recently. Uh, who was around my height, uh, who was in the guard. Now, I know I'm too small for them, but... I mean, yeah, I and I don't know if that's a good thing. I saw a girl driving a car the other day, you know, and I'm yeah. sure she's a great guard and everything, but I couldn't see her over the steering wheel. You know what <laughs> no. I mean? So, I mean, I, like, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, what use would she be at the scene of a crime? Or he, if he was that height, would they be at the scene of a crime? You know, where they, you know, some burly mental lad, you know, wants to take them on. You know, I, I don't, maybe, are we reducing it a little bit too much, this whole idea that they're saying, the GRA is saying the guards are stressed because of this test. God love them. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose, well, I mean, I've always said before, even, it doesn't really matter how, how good you are at your job, you should really, I mean, say like if, or somebody in a car, yeah. just like an airline pilot, should fit the test in a simulator again, just to make sure that they're still up to scratch. Well, airline pilots go through very rigorous testing on an ongoing basis. Yeah, I mean, if you have a heart condition, for example, or you develop a heart condition, you've lost your job. Yeah. You, you know, you're not going to be flying anymore. No. Or, you know, or you have a problem with your eyesight or impair- visual impairment of some description, you lose your or job. Hearing. So, I mean, yeah, or your hearing, you're going to lose your job. So, I mean, it's very important. But yet, in the guards, it seems to be, it doesn't really matter what happens to you. You can hang yeah. on to that job. Yeah. It's a job for life. Absolutely. <laughs> As they say. Well, stay there for a second because Ken, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ken? Oh, hi, Niall. Hey, are we pampering these young guards, Ken? I know we're desperate to get guards into the force and nobody really wants to join anymore for some reason, but are we pampering them just to get them in? I say so, yeah. You know, that they're, they, they said the test is excessive and they, they said that the high, there's high stress levels among trainees. I think, as you know, we haven't spoken now for ages. Uh, yeah. I've been mad busy. Um, just with uh, back to school and all that, you know, because it was yeah. very busy time. Um, no, as you know, I lived uh, two decades in Italy. And if you compare the Italian police force to the Irish police force, uh, the like Keystone cops over here, in mm. every sense, you know, their fitness. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think the way that they the uniforms are made is what they wear. If they have to chase somebody, if they have to do, get into a fight with someone, defend themselves, etc., what they wear is so, um, what's the word? In, in com- it's encumbrance, isn't it? The, uh, Incapacitating. Is the, well, yeah, it, 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 but, but it's also incumbent on, the, on, on movement. You know, so yes, I, I get what you mean, yeah. yeah. Now, now like, abroad, uh, police are wearing much kind of sportier clothes. Well, they, well they, in fairness, they've got the weather for it too, you know. I mean, I know well, a lot of countries that wear well, shorts and sort of stuff, yeah. Northern Italy now is freezing in the winter, you know, it's right, minus okay. 10, look up to minus 10. But there's so many um, differences, compared, and also their attitude. Now, I won't, I'm not going to go into it because that's not what we're talking about. But um, I don't think it's fair to say to someone, right, you're fired. I don't think that's fair, as much as I don't like the Guardians, to be honest. I don't have much um, affection for them. But uh, I would say six months, this is your whatever you have to, the goal you have to uh, reach in six months' time. A fitness level, and, yeah. And if you haven't reached this, then, and if they know that, you can't just turn around to someone and say, you know, you're sat. Because it's the, it's the hierarchy of the guardy who've allowed it to become what's become. It's not the fault of the, the guards that are there. But no, I will tell you something, this will make you laugh, because I remember about obesity and everything you were giving out about parents and their children and, mm-hmm. you know, watching them stuff their mouths with rubbish and all the rest of it. Um, in my local guardy station, in my little area of Dublin. Um, the guards, basically, you see their cars parked permanently outside Romeo's fish and chip <laughs> And they're inside, stuffing their faces with fish and chips and burgers and chips and 
Yeah. And, you know, so that doesn't really... Funny, the funniest thing I saw was one summer's day, there was four guards sitting in a car in swords <laughs> outside the spa shop who have an ice cream machine. And yeah. they all sat there. All four of them were sitting there with four. They had a 99 each. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. The four of them sitting there with a it was. I should have took a picture, but it was just so funny to see them on a summer's day sitting eating their 99s. Oh, no, but look, no, no, nobody's going to deny them a little luxury now and again. But okay, but should that be ongoing, by the way, Ken? So let's say you pass the test, you get into the guards, great, you're fit, wonderful. Yeah. And, and then in five years' time, yeah, should it should be an ongoing thing that in five years' time, do you do it again? They're the ones who harass us to make sure our cars have NCTs on them. So every like that's every two years if you have a car of a certain age. So um, or every year is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, um, depending on the car, yeah. Yeah. So um, definitely, I'd say five years for a human body um, to keep yourself uh, in shape. But you know, I don't know what other people do think, but I find I have no faith in the guardy. If if there's when there's when there's you know a serious problem, trouble, whatever. Because first of all, in my area anyway, which is an area where there's generally no trouble, but when you make a, an emergency call, it's an hour before a guard, a guardie car turns And how far is the nearest station? About From me, it's about 400 metres. Right, okay. <laughs> and I'm not joking. You'd be quicker that's, bringing the criminal down yourself, really, wouldn't that, you? That, well, that's generally, and, you know, the, uh, I'd say in more, uh, around here, more, I would actually be 10, I'd tend to go and look after my own situation if I had to. Most people around here wouldn't. Yeah. But uh, the guards, no, no, they're used, like in that then. But I'd have no faith in them anyway, because you see them in action, and uh, they're, it's, you can knowing what they're like abroad. And, and also, like, I mean, I know you described them as the Keystone Cops, right? Mm. And in some sense, yes, I believe so. But I think a lot of that is to do with the resources they have as well, in well, comparison to other countries. Well we're, well, we're supposed to be this rich country. This is what makes me laugh. Mm. We're, everybody goes on about how wealthy Ireland is and we've only got 5% unemployment and all. Well, we, the, the police force should be rolling in. I've been saying for years. Yeah, but that's not, that's not the men and women on the front line's fault. When you see, for example, that a police station might only have two cars uh, to share that. among 50 guards. Yeah, I totally... I, like, that's what I said to you before. That's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it is a job for life. I know useless police from back when I was uh, 1988, 1990, a useless police who used to harass me. And um, one of them now, then uh, the last I heard of him, he was the superintendent, superintendent down in Ringsend. And then I'm sure he's gone on to be other higher things or retired by now, and in, during the, set, the Celtic Tiger, they were all buying two, three houses and renting them out. And, you know, it was a, a bit of a life of Riley for them. And apart, But the fact is, when you see their ineffectiveness, and all the other countries in Europe also have, they have, they have a police force and a military police force. Who well, there, there was, I mean, I'm asking sort of finally there, but I do remember vaguely a story from about two years ago where, an inspector in London, I think it was, in the Metropolitan, mm. said that they were going to be looking at p- police officers who were obese um, or, you know, who were basically had, you know, a high, you know, um, BMA or BMI. Mm. And that they basically were going to be warned, listen, go get yourself fit or you're out of the force. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the easiest kind of way, if you wanted to uh, realise how, where the, 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 the chasm and such between us. And I, I know you're saying, by the way, don't get rid of them, by the way. And, oh, and and I understand the logic behind that. It mm. might seem unfair, but in oh, most no. in, in most of the jobs of importance, if you weren't fit for the job, you would be shafted. They're not fit for the job because if you look at um, go onto YouTube, and if you just put because I'm just first hand with this, and you put Italian police versus Antifa, and oh yeah the, yeah yeah, and if you can if you see how the Italian police are, and if you thought of the Irish police doing that, you couldn't imagine it. But yeah, but I, I watched the American police the other day in New York um, mm. taking down Antifa. Um, mm. It was in Manhattan, and they, Antifa had blocked a road. And the, mm. and the this squad arrived with a few shields and what have you. And you yeah. want to see them take them down? That's exactly. Uh, no, yeah. there was just no messing. I can't imagine right. the Irish guards doing right. that. Now I'm not. I, I found the story here, by the way. It's in the Telegraph in 2015. Uh, Sir Bernard Hogan Howe uh, says the annual fitness tests are too easy, and are failing to weed out the overweight officers. He said, um, he went on to say he's the, uh, the commissioner of the Metropolitan Police and he has warned uh, fat officers there is no place on the force for you. Exactly. You know, and he basically yeah. says, uh, Britain's most senior, it says here, Britain's most senior policeman said uh, when the public and other officers called for help, they did not expect someone to come waddling down the road and out of breath. Yeah, exactly. So he's got, the they've got a point, the haven't they? 
Well, they have. But, and the other thing that's wrong with the hierarchy of our police force is that the, the Guardi are not supposed, by, uh, I, 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 you can correct me, under, by law, they're not allowed to have any sort of political agenda. Well, yeah, well, that's been broken a few times. That's been broken a lot of times. Yeah. Now, in Italy, in Italy, if you saw the police dancing down a Pride uh, march, there'd be uproar. And if you had the Italian police car... Yeah, and I know, cause I, you know, I've no, I've no problem with Pride and, and all that kind of stuff, right, in LGBT, but LGBT is a political movement. And I think exactly. I think it was wrong. I think it was an error of judgment for the guards to get mm. involved in it. Um, yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with Pride, and if you want to have your Pride parade, that's great. Mm. I support it and everything else. But I, what I, I think getting the guards involved, I think, was completely and utterly wrong. Mm. And I, I still, going back to what I was saying... They should be well, impartial. Every other country has military police. We don't. And well, we have a special. We have the special task force. Yeah, but we also have an army that does nothing. But there and is, by the way, there is military police. There is MPs in this country. Mm, well, then it's not like in, like in Italy. There's a no, problem, well, no, that's because we don't have an active you, army. You actually have a choice in Italy when you are being robbed. You can you can either ring one one two for the police or one one three for the carabinieri, who are military police. They work together as such. Right, uh, but can the carabinieri, the the military police, deal with civilian situations? Oh, absolutely, they're the same. Oh, okay, all right, okay. They are the same, only that they also get sent abroad on missions. But I don't but think, they, see, but the Irish military police wouldn't have the same uh, powers, no more mm. than, it'd be like calling the airport police. No, <laughs> Remember years they, ago, yeah. I was stopped on the back roads of the airport by the airport police one day. <laughs> and I told him, who do you think you are? Would you go away from me? <laughs> but because they don't have any power. Apart from, I mean, they're essentially security guards, with the greatest respect mm. to them. I, I mean, great men and women who do a wonderful job securing the airport, that's their job. But they don't mm. have the same power as the police. As far as I know, and there is a police station in the airport, they yeah. have to, if they want to arrest somebody, they have to call the police. That's right. That's yeah. correct, yeah. All right, well, let me, let me go to Jude. Jude, you're on Classic Kids. Mm. How you doing, Jude? Not too bad at all, now. Uh, Jude, I mean, okay, I mean, I know there was the commissioner in the UK said they should be shafted, you know, if they come waddling down the street out of breath. And now you've got the GRA saying the tests, the bleep test, as they call it, or the fitness test, as was probably known better as, is too excessive and it results in high stress levels among trainees. You know, I mean, should there be, should there be an ongoing fitness test for the Garda? Of course there should, because um, a taxpayer and the country should have a first-class police force. They should. They should be fit, physically fit. And to say... Resources have nothing got to do with fitness. Those people, those recruits who are failing that test, it has nothing got to do with the money available to the police force. No, 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 that was in reference to the the, the comment that Ken was making about having the Keystone cops. It has nothing. Police forces should be fit for purpose and should be physically fit. Like, if you or your colleagues there, your staff, weren't fit or weren't good at having broadcasting skills, you wouldn't be doing your job at the moment. Just like a plumber. If a plumber is not fit to do his job, you wouldn't have him. No, if he was getting a few leaks every now and again, he'd be out of a job very quickly, yeah. Yeah, if a doctor was unfit, you wouldn't want him cutting you open. Police force should be fit. Look, I noticed this when I was over in Poland, especially Poland. The police force over there, they're huge and they're fit. They look like spetsnaz. They're massive and they're really huge and they're fit. You know that they're really fit. Mm -hmm. Irish police force, there are very fit people in there. I'm sure there are. But we shouldn't be having the lessening or lowering the bar or, you well, know, we did, the, we did lower the benchmark. The bar. Yeah, but for people who are physically unfit, now I know you have to lower the bar for things like height, and I can understand those. But can, but can you understand why we had to lower it so low? I mean, there is no height restriction now, right? But can you understand why we, I mean, I, I know why we did it. It was political correctness and, and trying to encourage more women. To get people into it, but why yeah. should, to get people to, into the why should we be getting people that are unfit too? Because didn't see the problem is, to make up the numbers. I know, well, with the problem with numbers in this country is we have a small population of people you know, overall, the big scheme of things, five million people now at this stage, but it was a small enough population and it's it's difficult to get people to want to join the guards. That's why they keep lowering the bar, I suppose. So that's why we should have an unfit police force, police force that are not physically fit to do the job because of that. Well, there's no suggestion that, they're not all fit, but, no, I mean, there, but there clearly settle. is, but there clearly is guards who are not fit. Yeah, so we should just settle. If you're not fit to do the job, you shouldn't be doing, that's why these tests are there. Because if we could, you know what, forget about doing any tests. Just to employ anyone. But our army lads are the fittest. Like, if we put our army lads in there, and they oh, don't... Yeah, because you settle for... Yeah, because the, the Irish army, they settle for unfit people there, and that's okay the army. That's great. You can put up with but that if they have no powers of arrest. But the yeah. police force should be physically fit, and they should be passing this test. That's why these tests... And should the test be carried out throughout their career? Oh, I've lost you together. 
I'll come back to it in a second. Darren, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Darren? How are you doing, Oil? Uh, Darren, I mean, they are this kind of bleep test, as they call it. At the moment, it's only for recruits, right? Yeah. Uh, there's two questions. Should we continue to do it throughout their career? And, you know, should they lose their jobs if they if they continually fail it? No, they shouldn't lose their jobs. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like I was saying to your, uh, your reporter there. Like, if, if you're an alcoholic and work, right, you have to give them time to get yourself together. They should be put on a training regime. Don't sack them. There's a lot of no, and I'm nobody was saying sack them immediately. But if somebody is consistently overweight and unfit and not passing the test, well, you can put them in an office job or a, or a community guard. Well, we, we, we can get civil servants to do that work. We want really? them on the street. What's that? The police force should be on the street, not doing um, secretary or temp work. Because oh, no, there's loads of there's loads of police there. They don't walk out there, right? But the point is, there might be a shortage of numbers in the force of you said there's loads of police out there doing that. Well, you're just on looking for an argument, don't you? I tell you <laughs> the debate. Look, 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 listen, listen to me empty head for a minute. I'm, I'm not an empty head. Don't assume that. Look, the thing is, right, the police have a hard enough job out there as it is, right? So we make it easier for them to get into the no, force then? Ah, the little lamb. Um... No, you see what they do. Look at the Irish Army. There's lots of fat people in the Irish Army. There's my brothers in the Army and he's 18 stone. Yeah, they're settled for that in the army, but why should they settle for it in the police force? Well, now, in, fa- in fairness to your brother, the Irish army are never going to be running up the beaches of Dunkirk. You know what listen, I mean? Listen, well, listen to me for a minute. They have to go off with all these vans and take all these armoured vans and go follow them. So what if something happens there? It's the same thing there, Luke. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, with the greatest respect to the army, uh, and you know, I know that I've been paid enough for what they do and all that kind of thing, and that would probably help to encourage younger people into it. But, in, you know, it's not the same job. We're talking about protection of the citizens of the country. The army generally are not in the business of protection. We don't think they should be for it, all right? You know, they should be given... So at what point point do you turn around? If you've given someone time, and by the way, they do give them six weeks, right? You know, to to try the test again. And and if they fail it again, they give them another six weeks. So there's a point where they are, as he says here, um, they may not be suitable for a career in policing. Uh, You know, is there a point where you say, listen, this career just doesn't suit you, pal? So if somebody's in the police force for 20-odd years, right, and they get this test you know, for 20 years, obviously someone can't keep up the actual fitness overall at time. It's very, very difficult for anyone to do it. Even even an athlete, age catches up in everyone. Yeah, but nobody is saying that somebody who's in a 20 years has to run 20 miles. It would be, a, you know, it's, a, it's an average fitness test. They should be able to run, though. Yeah. Come here, I tell you, over, from where I'm from now, I tell you, the police can run like hell around here. I've seen a fella who got into the back of a van, took your man's stuff, Cycle up the road on a push bike, and your mum was going, and you want to see the speed of this copper going after him. Now, I mean, he was like Steve was Austin, like, was he? Your mum was like Steve Austin, <laughs> up the road, and he caught him. Steve Austin. Well, you have to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, like, but with the greatest respect, Darren, I think Cam was making a point that you don't see too many guards in that physical shape. Well, no, my friend is, I walk in, I walk in Tala, right? And I swear to God, you see the police walking down that Tala area around the square now. And there's not two. I haven't seen too many fat coppers walking around there. Well, it's not just ones who might be, you know, overweight. Some people can be just normal weight. Like, like I wouldn't consider myself hugely physically fit, but the job doesn't require me to be doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah, but it encourages you to talk on the radio, so you lose weight with your mouth. <laughs> 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 I've lost weight. I have to exercise my facial muscles on a regular basis. Yeah, but you know, that's what it is. You're talking on the radio, so just look at I, mean, I don't think no, they should no, be sacked. I tell you straight now, I believe they have a hardest job in the world dealing with all these scrollbacks, criminals, crackheads, and all sorts of weirdos. But, you know, people say, ah, sack them, sack them. No, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying sack them. Sorry, Ken, yeah, so you want to say something? No, I was just saying the first chapter came on. The points he made, uh, every point he made, in my opinion, was correct. Jude, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, that... Empty head. Jude's a space cadet. He's been on the road. He's on the road that fella. It, it, it's time with, with a lot of things. In the, the police in the should employ you, you know that. It, it, it's, it's, who? Who are you? Who are you talking to, Jude? Your man who called me a space cadet because he seems to be such a good person at um, personally profiling people. He doesn't even know me or meet me. Maybe he could help them with their crime rate. I'd be a deadly police officer. I'd be undercover, man. I'd be deadly. We're imagine. having the same conversation in this country about the employees of RTE, for example, who aren't fit to do what they're getting paid for. The guards are well paid, but doing what for what they're paid, if they can't do the job right, yes, there should be the test. And if they can't pass the test, they're not qualified to do the job. And that is to defend us. Would you, would you go down and protect somebody with a crackhead with a knife, a machete, or a gun or like that? Yeah, these, people have right to walk, these people have to go into war zones here, right? The stuff they have to see is unreal. War zones? Rewind that. You say war zones. War zones. 
Well, so these are declared what? Actually, declared war zones. Well, did you not? Did you not see over the last few years all the trouble over the last few years? No, you're not seeing that. No war zone in Ireland. There's no war zone. There hasn't been for the last in 2016. There's been no war zone. No, well, I wouldn't actually call it a war zone, but there are certainly dangerous places, Jude. I mean, when you go into the city centre, for example, where there have been a number of murders and high-profile killings. Yeah. All cities yeah. have dangerous places, but nearly all cities have a, a peace force. Well, come yeah. here, if you look up, you were talking about Poland there, that's because they're all on the juice, man. You see the size of them? Big tanks. <laughs> they're, all on, they're all on steroids. They're now. profiling again. Absolutely. Oh, he hasn't even met these people. It would be fair. I mean, that, that's another point you made, Ken, as well, about the, the police abroad, right? You yeah. know, and I certainly wouldn't be racist to suggest that people from particularly Eastern European countries, men from Eastern European countries, are probably better built than the average Irish no. man. Because so, I mean, that's that's in their I DNA, mean, anyway. I, I mentioned the Italians. The juice. And <laughs> I, mentioned, I mentioned the Italians. And the Italians are actually the most tranquil uh, people in Europe, I'd say. They don't like fighting. They don't like violence. Yes, their police, when they have to get tough, believe me, they get very, very tough. They're not mad. the German police but They're incredibly fit. They're incre- and what's more is everything else about them is better. That that uh, driving training, uh, language skills. They're like exactly. And, they don't say and, vehicle. And, <laughs> the, the, and the public have a really good relationship with, them, which here they don't. Well, so they would they also have a healthy respect or fear of them as well? Absolutely. That's what they have. They have respect. They, they have, there's been march now uh, in the, over the last few months um, to do with uh, Matteo Salvini, the politician over there, who wants to take full power of the country. Mm-hmm. And, and all he speaks about is to respect the police force and everybody cheers him, respect the armed forces, respect anything to do with the country. There's no respect for the police. I, like, I, like I said to you, maybe up in Pala they'll respond quicker. I'm not sure. But, where are but there's I probably am. more of them in Tala. In fair, it's a big guard station up there. It's probably the biggest in the country, the one in Tala. But okay, but the bottom, the real question here is right. Similar to what the commissioner said in the UK, is if you have a situation where there's a guard, female or male, by the way, because somebody mentions by the way there was a female guard. I'm not going to say what area it's in. Might be a dead giveaway. And he said, I've never seen anything so big in all my life. She certainly couldn't run ten yards. Don't mind ten miles. Okay, but look, yes, and there are, I'm sure, guards who are unfit. But in the UK, they're saying that if they're unfit. They'll they'll lose their job, so and and you guys are saying well that, that may be the case, Ken. I know you didn't directly say that, but you did. Darren says no, keep them on anyway. Uh, let me go to Peter as well. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Peter? How are you doing? Good, uh, Peter. You believe don't get rid of the unfit guards? No, stick them behind the desk and get the fit guards. James, there'll be a lot of them behind the desk at this stage of the conversation. Now, I'm here. Yeah, Peter agrees with me. And they'll be a lot just giving them an easy way out. You're just giving them an easy way out. No, well, it'd be great if all um, private sector jobs uh, were like that. You know, uh, it's not like that in the private sector. You don't get a second chance. In the public sector, it's like all the civil service. It's just, it's, it's yeah, just something you're losing. They can do fuck all. And, uh, well, well, hang on. Let Peter finish. Sorry, Peter. We'll go on. Yeah, no, we, we need more police out on the streets. And, I'm, and I've been to police stations. You know, when you're getting your passport... And um, pictures done, or a driver's license, or some sort well, that, of. See, that done. nonsense shouldn't be done by the police, but go on, yeah. Exactly. And t- there's two or three guards there that fit as a fiddle that could be out on the street. I agree. And, and, then, and But, but they, hold on, they did try to rectify that going back a couple of years ago when they brought in civilians to do the admin work for the Garda Sheikhana. And we did have one of them on the air recently. And she said the resentment was unbelievable. The guards didn't want them there because it did away with the cushy numbers for the guards. Exactly. They don't want to be out in the streets doing all the dodgy work. They want to be behind... Well then, well, then why are you suggesting that we put them behind a desk? Surely that's not going to encourage them to get fit. They'll say, Asher, look, if I fail the test a few times, we grant. I'll just sit at my desk all day. Yeah. And what happens if we... Get in the gym. Half the force because they're all on... Unfit? They're all on what? They're all on the... What do you call that? Donald oh. Place in Blanche. Which? Yeah. Oh the, big, place oh, the donut, Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, well, I mean, Jude, there you go. You listen to Peter. He says, don't get rid of them. You know, that wouldn't be fair. So we just settle. That's it. We shouldn't. The taxpayers are paying for these people to do a job that they're not able to. So we just settle. The taxpayers' money should just go on settling for, not even second best, but just settling for a big bag of arses. Seriously. But we can't get anybody. The police force, the model is pure law. There's not many people wanting to be policemen anymore. The government should do whatever they can to get the best police 
force possible. Even if, even if, even if a lot of them are unfit. Force possible. It isn't the best peace force possible if you're lowering the bar so much just to get someone in to make up the numbers. That isn't the best. Well, they should do this at the start at training. They should be getting fit and doing all that, and then they should be maintaining fitness throughout. Gone was the day when we used to have a garden blanche called Nappy because the size of the fella was unreal. <laughs> nappy. You know Why do they call him Nappy? Because he looked like he wore a nappy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, I mean, due to the point, we're lowering the bar. I mean, you got these GRA saying now that the fitness test for the recruits is too excessive and that the, the result is that the recruits have high levels of stress because there's a real threat of dismissal hanging over them if they don't get it. But that's the same as it is with every job that you go into. You do the training. If you don't pass the training, you don't get the job because and you have to be a certain stress, level. And if your fit stress shouldn't bother you. No. Oh, you understand completely, but there's other parts of and other aspects of being a policeman in this country as well. Like what? The fact that you, 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 the stuff that you come up against on a daily basis. But why can't it be fit to do it? Why can't it be thin to do it? Why do you have to face it being fat? <laughs> Sorry? Why can't they face it being thin, not fat? All the problems they have to deal with. I'm saying they should be facing a fit, but if we can't replace an unfit one with a fit one, I don't think it's that bad at the moment, Jude. I don't think it's that bad. Sorry, you wanted to say something there? <laughs> yeah, we're not like America. Put gyms in the police station. Or get them all working there when they come in before their shift. They can walk out before their shift. Do what they have to do. All the Americans do that. So but a gym in the police station? Well, all, 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 they, they can't even afford a car in most yeah, places. Well, and and you want to put a gym in. Sorry, Ken. No, I, I, I'm just like, you're saying about putting in the gyms, but I, I go back to the point about us being a so-called rich country. How long, for how long are we going to accept? First of all, the government is bad as the police. But we don't have the money for hospitals. We don't have the money for houses. We don't have the money for schools. And now we don't have the money to have a proper defence force, police mm. force. Yeah. It's, just, it's laughable. That's because they're spending all the money on the appeal for Apple. So don't you bring up the Apple story. Well, that's, that's what they're doing. They're spending all the money on the appeal for them. That's what we have. And the government is it. By the way, you do know the story on the Apple money. Everybody brings up, every time money is mentioned, everybody mentions, if we only got that money from Apple. Right? That's not the, our money. It's not our money. No, we're not saying that. Darren. Our government is appealing the thing. Well, of course it is. because our, But hang on. The reason our government is appealing it is because we want to be friends with Apple. Because at the end of the day, they bring a huge amount of money into Ireland, a huge amount of employment. And I'm even though they might not pay enough tax, they pay a shitload of tax. I'm sure there's a lot of backhanders going around somewhere. So, hey, you sort him out. We'll sort him out. We'll make this disappear like everything else. And we'll just up the taxes in the country for the children's hospital and we'll stick gyms in the garden with no use because they have one in the doll and all fat fuckers in the doll. And, no, but the, then we have politicians falling off swings looking for 80 grand. So they're like... But I tell you what, I mean, he's got a point about the gym. We can afford a gym for prisoners. Why can't we give one to the guards? There's one in the doll. It's a massive one in the doll, and it's cost a bomb. Should they only put a tender out for recently for new equipment? I don't know who's using it. I didn't see Matty McGrath there recently. Yeah, they put a tender. They put a tender over, and somebody are going to go. Well, this is Billy. Billy's from down the road there, and he's one of my constituents, and I'll turn out be related to someone, and I'll turn out that. Somebody else put the money in the up. We decide, but he got it because they're buddies. Right, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right listen, i got to take a break. Stay there, lads, okay? Uh, keep texting. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Okay, it is turning into a bit of a laugh. And he, he's got a point, by the way, in relation to gyms. Uh, if we can't afford a guard a car, we're hardly going to afford a gym for a guard station. Keep texting. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me know. Question I want to know is, should guards be subjected to a fitness test throughout their careers on Garda Khan? Because at the moment they're whining about the fitness test they have to do as recruits, just in case they fail it on numerous occasions and maybe not get into the guards. Should they be required to do a fitness test? The UK, they're required to do one. And they've already said, the chief of police over there has said, Bernard Hogan, who is the commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, and I like what he said here. He said um, that the public, when they call the police, they expect someone to uh, someone to come. They don't expect someone to come waddling down the road and out of breath 
And he said, if officers comp- uh, continue to be like that and fail their annual uh, fitness tests, uh, they will be fired from the force. And, I, well, ironically enough, I suppose I wouldn't feel too good. The picture they used in the Telegraph was two police officers walking down the road. And they're fairly hefty looking and very... <laughs> In fairness, I think both of them would be waddling down the road out of breath, to be honest with you, if anything happened. So I'd say those two are probably thinking to themselves, why did they use a picture of us two at this story? Hmm. At some point, if a guard is not fit, should he be out of the force? Jude agrees that he should. Darren says absolutely not under no circumstances because Darren, according to Jude, is willing to take second best. His opinion, just because you don't like his opinion, is it? Things already about gyms every day and week and all. You do this, you do that. We might just say to them, well, we have a discount here for you. We don't just all come. They're all they fine. probably do. They bo- I don't know, but they probably do. I know they get a discount on car insurance and stuff like that. So, And they have their own health insurance uh, that they get a discount well, on as well. Good for them if they're all fat and overweight, like you were saying, is it? Well, I did, who said they were all fat and overweight? Well, you, you were saying that in England they're all fat and overweight. I didn't and say that no, at all. It, you, now, see, it, you're one of these no typical one, listeners. Nobody actually said that. Now you were saying in England if they if 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 their test you should bring it in over here basically is what you're yeah saying. in England they have a yearly test and if they continue to fail it and they're overweight uh, the police commissioner uh, of the Metropolitan Police said they're out the gate bye bye. Yeah, well, come here, look, the English are mad anyway, you know what I mean? They're oh, right, that's just because the English are mad, right, all right. They're all right. golf balls, the whole lot of them. I mean, Peter, what do you think of the English method? A yearly test, and if you continue to fail it on a regular basis, now, you will be assisted, obviously, but if you continue to, to fail it, that you're out the door. Well, we usually follow England with all our stuff. Like, we see all the prison trucks and the prison cars and all that. They come from England. We get England's used stuff. <laughs> well, we, we get their sloppy like seconds. <laughs> we get all their seconds, do we? I hope we don't get their seconds on their police officers. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a couple of English police officers over here already. Is there? Yes. Well, okay. Well, there's, there's many foreign police officers here now already, by the way. Well, I was at a house there a few weeks ago, and a, a fella from London was a, an English police officer that was over here. I've, d- I've dealt with both. I remember one day there was a Polish chap I dealt with, and I dealt with another girl. She was Chinese. What's the problem there? No, we're not saying, I'm saying they, they come from over there, they come from here, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they might necessarily be coming from, you know, they, they could be born here as well. No, your man actually moved over here because he didn't like the English police force. Oh, right, okay, he didn't like the English police force. Well, yeah. I would have thought the English police force was probably better than the Irish one, to be honest with you. No, in no, all seriousness, though, yeah. there, there really has to be something about the police in the country. Whether they give them incentives, get fit, and we'll give you more pay or whatever they need to do to get a better Why would you have to pay country? them to do their job? When, when I say pay them more, you know what I mean? To do the yeah, actual the job they're getting buttons. paid for. Aren't they on buttons starting off? No, but, the, but every job you're on buttons when you start off. Yeah, but every that's, job... Now, hang on, that story is grossly... Yeah, yeah, that story is grossly exaggerated. If you look at what guards are getting, because obviously they're public servants... And by the way, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't think it would ever be enough. I wouldn't want to be a guard, because you're putting your life yeah. in, you know, in your hands, you know, or in somebody else's hands every single day of the week. You're risking your life. It wouldn't be my idea of a job. You grew up and all. Imagine having to do that. Yeah, no, I couldn't. And that's why I wouldn't be a guard. I'm not, gonna, I'm not willing to risk my life. Although in saying that, some of the stuff I said in this radio station have probably risked me life. But in saying that, I wouldn't go out in the streets, you know, because it's not for me. But and fair play to them yeah. for doing it. But some of them are like once they're well in there and they, you know, they're in there a few years, they're reasonably well paid. Yeah, you know, they're but not on buttons. At the start, they are. more Well, every single job you're well, every single job. I mean, if you most jobs you don't get paid for the first four years, you're in college. Yeah. You know what I mean? So every single job you're on, same with a trainee nurse, or you're on buttons when you start for the first few years. Yeah, Teachers. But they're definitely not starving. What? What'd you say, Jude? I said they're definitely not starving, so I don't think they're <laughs> emaciated. There's no problem there with the money. No, they're well, not, they're not emaciated. How many are like on that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how many are unfit because we don't. I don't believe we do an ongoing test. They would talk about these bleep tests are only for trainees at the moment. You know? The height test is gone, isn't it? That's out the window. The which? The height test, that's the gone, height. yeah. Yeah. I seen the four foot copper there the other day. It was like Cheney Mac, poor, <laughs> poor policeman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I've seen some police, like, are, they look fit and they look like they're ready for the job, but I've seen other ones that you'd say, Jesus Christ, I, ho- I just hope they never get involved in a row. Yeah. They'd be lifted up and thrown over the Niffy Wall. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but in all fairness, I think they still do what they used to do back in the day. And if you have a big boy, he gets sent out into a little hick town where there's only one copper, and he knows everyone's cat and dog. And then they send all the big boys to the big to the big uh, um, police stations around the place. Right, okay. Well, let me go to, uh, I think it's uh, Ramonas. Uh, is it Ramonas? Is that here? Pronounce your name. P7, okay. Yes, yeah. Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes, Ram- is it Ramonas? Ram- yes, that's this woman. How are you? Diane? How are you doing? All right, where are you I'm from, well. from Ramonas? I'm from Cameroon. Oh, okay. And and did, what's the police force like over there? Uh, there is it's chaos. Chaos, <laughs> chaos. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, give me 50 quid or I'll beat you up. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. It's corrupt. Yeah, very, very, very. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I mean, look, I mean, you've experienced the Irish police, and do you think they're fit for the job? Um, the I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're not fit. They are fit, but we need to make them fit if we feel they are not fit. Right. Just like any other job that um, you need somebody to be qualified before being in that job. If they are not fit, then there's no purpose. They are not suitable for the purpose. No, this this is but, my argument. What's the point in having them there? They're only a risk to themselves as well. Yes. So my point is, we should. We should what? Oh, I've lost that, that. That was really important. Are you still there? We've lost him. Are you there, Ramonas? No, he's no, he's gone. He's gone. We'll try and get him back again. Maybe we'll ring him that straight. Could have been a Martin Luther King moment. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been a moment where we had this great revelation. I think Ramona's had an epiphany there, and, I, and we're never going to know what it was, which is really upsetting me now. I think we'll get him back anyway. Okay, because obviously he comes from a country. I mean, in one sense, Jude. I know you talk about Keystone Cops, right, and so that. We are lucky when you look at a lot of countries around the world, like Cameroon, like, you know, even Poland, for example, where, you know, the police are quite corrupt. I mean, there is, and just so we even only have a bit down in Munster. There's no investigations going on at the moment down in Munster over the police force down here with the parking tickets and the GAA players and that. So there's corruption everywhere, I understand Yeah, but that. not to the extent that you would have in those countries where a cop would stop you at the side of the road for speeding and say, listen, I'm going to give you a ticket unless you give me 50 quid or I'll beat you yeah. up. Oh, yeah, there is corruption <laughs> everywhere, you know. Weeks to get that in their way. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, I was in Mexico and they actually, they have security firms that are, are armed and more established than police firms. Yeah. Like, you stay in hotels over there, and you're driving in the gate, and there's two fellas with machine guns at, at the gate when you're checking in, like... Yeah, well, you're talking about Mexico, in fairness. <laughs> you know what yeah. goes? Everybody is armed over there, so at the end of the day... Everybody go to Mexico. <laughs> oh, sorry, what did you say, Darren? I said, everybody go to Mexico, because everyone has a weapon in Mexico. Darren, I, is there something wrong with you? Is, is... I think he took something from Mexico. <laughs> I think he did. Sorry, we have Ramonas back. His epiphany. Right, Ramonas, you were going to say, you think, what, go on. Yes, I think um, we, should, we should create sporting activities for our police forces. Right, so co- like create a football team for them and stuff football like that. Team, they can play in counties, they can play friendly matches with Civilians with people with schools, mm-hmm. which is going to I mean, and, and, I, think, and I think they do. I think the community guards do that already. I think they do. If, then if and because in the rare sense, if they are fit, they should be changed. We need fit police people to secure us. Yeah. So if, <laughs> it, okay. Well, I think I think they do, particularly with kids in disadvantaged areas and stuff like that. I think they do. They they play football against them. But okay, if if a guard or a, as we call him a guard, a police officer is continually not fit and failing the test, you believe he should be just bye-bye? Not suitable for the purpose, though. Yeah, not suitable for the purpose. There you go, Peter, not suitable for the purpose. That's and and I think we still have young ones that can be trained to be police. Why do we keep keeping them there if they're not suitable? But see, the problem is, yeah, Ramonas, Ramonas, the problem is we can't get people to join the guards. We should find out why. Because it's, well, it's a combination of a lot of factors. I think a lot of people are just not willing to risk their lives anymore. Finances and fear. That's the fear. Fear is probably the biggest thing, yeah. Fear and Ramonas, would you be a cop? Of course. Uh, I see, I wouldn't. I, I, I would be a cop if I think it's, because we need to create, the problem is we're not creating situations where 
everybody, even the cops, should be safe. Cops are not safe just as civilians are not safe. That's why they, they, everybody is scared. But if we provide means that you have to know that a, a cop is also a human being, you need to be protected, and a civilian needs to be protected, we come 50-50, it will be understood. Why other cops in other countries are, 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 are doing what they are not scared? Yeah, but as I did mention, in fairness to the Irish cops in relation to corruption, yes, we do have some levels of corruption, but nothing compared to other countries. And I'm pretty sure, you know, coming from Cameroon, you've seen a lot of corruption in the police force. The worst, that is, as I'm talking now, there's war in my country, in Cameroon, as I'm talking for the past three years. And if you were driving a car in Cameroon, right, and you were stopped by the police, say, for speeding or something like that, I don't even know whether you would be stopped for speeding, but you were just stopped. Like, could you pay your way out of it? Could you give them a few, you know? Instantly. Instantly. They, when, they, when even you want to stop you and ask for a driver's license, you don't, you, you don't give them an empty drive, give them with some money there. Otherwise, right. there must be allegation of anything, a motive of something. So what? They'll, they'll say you were carrying drugs or something like that. They'll say yeah, anything. Maybe your tires are worn. You don't have fire extinguisher in your car. You don't have face aid. They will name all things as if your car is supposed, supposed to be traveling with a, a hospital in your car. They always have a motive. So they so they basically they'll make up something. One, yes. Once you are stopped, you must dip your hand in your pocket. Even and how much? How much would you give them? You will give them anything they have. They don't care. So far as you give them something. Because sometimes they might ask you a man that you don't have, but whatever you have, even if it is your last coins in your pocket, they will get them. And, yeah. and, and why is that? Are they badly paid? They are not badly paid, but it's just that the system of which it is, it is a, dictator, a dictator system that everywhere you are, you are bought. So you can take decisions and do what you like. Unlike here, it's not like that. And I'm, I'm assuming the police in Cameroon are armed. They have guns. They have every. They even have private ones at home. And and are they trigger happy? Do they shoot a lot of people? They, what what they won't, they won't shoot a lot of people as as of such. But what would be the point of you having a government and and you having a private one at home? So what is the motive behind it? Mm-hmm. So right, okay. I wouldn't like to be living there. No, no, <laughs> no it's not That's a safe not place a to be growing up, really, is it? <laughs> it's out of life. Yeah. I bet you're glad you're not still there, let me tell you. Because I, yeah. I don't think I'd like that driving down the road. Some lad pulls you in and you have to give him 50 quid before he does, he shoots you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do me a favor before I go. This is my first time to be on air on the radio with you. I want to use this to, to, I want, I want to, use this to, to, to say a word, to make the world know that my country is burning. There's a serious genocide in Cameroon right now, as we're talking for the past three years. And we have been trying to make the world to be aware of it. So, um, literally, um, we, Cameroon is colonized by the Britons and the, and the French. The French, yes, of course. And the French, as you know, they are sucking all the bit of blood they can suck all over the world. So, the French now, they are the ones now that... Are killing all the, they're killing the, the, the English-speaking Cameroonians right now. So we want the world to know that there's a serious genocide in Cameroon and they should do something. Just recently, the, the president of Cameroon, La Republic du Cameroon, Obia, just called for a monologue. We call it monologue because you cannot be having an armed conflict and you call for uh, an inclusive dialogue and the prisoners... Mm-hmm. Have I lost you again? Are you there, Ramonis? Oh, we've lost him again, I think. Are you gone? Hello, Ramonis? Okay. I think we've lost him again for some reason. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get him back on, because I just find that interesting. Sorry, uh, Kevin, you're on Classic Kids. How are you Kevin? Hi, uh, how are you, Niall? Um, no, it's just regarding the, the Gardaí. Uh, definitely, probationers should have to do fitness tests. Mm-hmm. They should pass them. But bear in mind, the fitness is to have is higher than any of the UK forces. And, and in fact, Northern Ireland don't do uh, that bleep test. They do all other types of tests, all right. But the bleep test, being able to have to run for 30 minutes nonstop, um, they've done away with that. It's a, it, they, they're kind of softening it, really, aren't they? They're softening you know, the requirements to yeah. be a guard. Uh, absolutely. But the whole recruitment process has, uh, has, has reduced to that. 
you're gone from being having to be six foot to having to have your leaving there completely down a bit. You, they're, they're taking in smaller men, which are uh, as good. And as women, women, smaller women as well, yeah. Smaller women, which are as good. You can imagine the, the good peace officers that never got in there yeah. because of it. Well, I, I remember, now I didn't, not that I wanted to join myself, but I, I remember looking at it like most lads of my age, when you know, way back in the time. Yeah. And, you know, we hadn't hope because you had to be five foot ten or whatever it was to uh, get absolutely. in. Absolutely. And you had to be fluent in Irish. But, yeah, that's right. Uh, but, but by all means, but uh, as guards get older and they get five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty years service, then that fitness test should be reduced to the. To the of standard. course, yeah, but the qualifying, the qualifying should be suitable for their age. Yeah. Of course, yeah, absolutely. So it should it shouldn't be the highest qualification. It should be a base level, and once you acquire that. But base there's a lot of guards out there, and you know as well as I do, would probably fail that base level. Yeah, but but bear in mind, in Sweden, uh, they did a test like that. The, 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 that the idea was you had a 55-year-old policeman and you had a 30-year-old policeman. Mm-hmm. For the same task, the 55-year-old policeman might have been slower, but he was more competent because of his experiences. So there's no point in being able to run in a straight line as a guard and catch somebody if you can take a shortcut and catch him around the corner through experience. Yeah, of course, so, yeah. So, so experience has to be allowed for something as well. All right, well, let me just go back to, just before I finish this up, back to Ramona, sorry, because I'm about to lose him twice now. Ramona, see you back. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, no. fill me in because I wouldn't be au fait with the history in relation to Cameroon. Now, Cameroon, uh, its population would be what? Majority Christian, small percentage, 20% maybe Muslim. Um, the official language of Cameroon, French and English. So you're saying English-speaking people are being uh, slaughtered? They are being slaughtered. There's a serious genocide. We, we Cameroon, the population of Cameroon should be approximately 26 million. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the Southern Cameroons, we term, we call ourselves now Ambazonians because we had independence. Uh, we were a, a different, we were a, a, we were our own state before we went to join La Republic de Cameroon in 1961, when after their independence. And since that time, we went for a, an equal state status, uh, a, a, a equal state of status. This that, is, that was, yeah, this is yeah. under President Amadeo or whatever his name was at the time. Yes. Yes. So, but it didn't work out, and all we the, we had was the imagination. So, up to now, the the two we are we are our law system is different from theirs. But all this time, all for about fifty six years now, we have been suppressed. And why did they? I just wanted to maybe you know this. Why did they change the name? It used to be the Republic of Cameroon. And then they changed it to the United Republic of Cameroon in around that the is, 70s. Why, why was yeah, that changed? That was when they came to, they, when they realized, they, they realized our potentials and they came to deceive us that we are, we, are, we, should, we are united, we should be one. And then we accepted just because we knew that the, 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 we came into terms that we will be two equal states. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that is why we went in, but it has never happened up till now that I'm saying you. I'm talking, I'm saying to you, since I was born, I've never seen a different president. Same this president. I was born in 1972. You can imagine that. So, is, so just okay for people listening, is the president not elected by the people? No. Never. He, he always wins. He changed his constitution many times and finally changed it that he will rule for life. Okay, so he's in the job until he dies, essentially. Yeah, that's it. And even the election, any election, anything elected, he has to win. If he doesn't win, people must die. And he has to win, in short. Okay, so, so, I mean, is is the war, you're talking about English-speaking people being killed and and genocide, is the war religious? It is war-related. It it is religious. Yes, what happened was, we have the civil system of law. And they have the, the other system. So with us, when we have problems, our poor people, our old parents, they don't understand French. In our schools, they bring French teachers to teach us. And the French teachers themselves, they don't understand English. In our laws, in our court, they bring uh, French lawyers to judge us. Our parents don't understand French. And the lawyer doesn't even fucking understand the English. Sorry for my my language. That's okay. No, so I understand what you're saying. So, so, so do, that is quite frustrating. And so you are always, we the English speaking, we are always behind the bars. If you go out on the street, which is your right, to complain, to go, to, to strike, you are being killed or thrown in the bar, behind the bars without judgment for years. 
people are languishing inside the, 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 the jails, people are dying, people are being disappeared, you don't know where they are, you know. So and have you, have you, I mean, Ramonas, have you had members of your family killed? Yes, my wife, as I'm speaking now, my wife just died in last August. I went home. I have been out of the country since 1996 because of all this nonsense. And so I have been always outside. I have children here and there. And finally, my mother died. I couldn't go home. My father died. I couldn't go home. My, my junior brother following me behind. When, when, you say, when you say they died, they were killed. They were killed. My wife, my wife, when I married her on, in December 2017, and then I left her, I came back to apply for her visa. I left her pregnant. I was there just for three weeks. I left her pregnant. While I'm waiting for her pregnant, for her visa, she was having maternity bed and went in August, went to the hospital. No, no attendance because all the doctors have escaped. The soldiers, they are going to the hospital, killing the nurses killing the doctors, according to them, because when they, they start beating us, our people, burning our houses, our villages, our, our, own, our youth, they, speak, they start fighting themselves. They start protecting themselves and their parents. So now, all these people, the, the soldiers, they will come and kill all the, all the nurses, the doctors, even the United States ambassador was killed in Cameroon. You know? so and I, 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 I am reading here, by the way, the politicians in the English-speaking regions have advocated for greater decentralization and even complete separation or independence as the Southern Cameroon's National Council from Cameroon. And in 2017, tensions in the English-speaking territories escalated into open warfare. Yes. It, it, it has always been the case, Niall. When things are not going well, the people, the civilians, they have the right to air out. They only went out on the street with peace plans on their hands. The teachers and the lawyer asking for a complete reform. We cannot understand French teachers teaching us in our schools. We cannot go to polytechnics in the, all the big uh, universities. We cannot future them with the English-speaking speaking people. So when they went on the street to do that, all the phobia did, was to send his military uh, people on the street to kill people, kill the university students, rape them, maim them, molest them, call it all. Went to our villages, burn our own parents that they cannot run and enter the bush, burn them inside the houses. So that is what we have been living now for the last three years, just because they asked for the government to try and see how can things can work for us as well. But what? What? But but realistically, Monus, what? I mean, forget about Ireland because we're a small country; we don't have a huge impact anyway. But what can the world do about this crisis? Um, and this guy Paul Baya, who is responsible since 1982, what what can they do to help? You know, to stop this from happening. This is an internal problem. What can they number, do? It, number one, it's not internal because we have refugees all over. Once a problem is. It's happening in the country and crosses the borders. When the citizens start crossing the borders... Well, into into Nigeria and into Chad and into... It's no no more an internal problem. That is the world problem now. Because these refugees are coming to... That's why we are here. And every day here on the radio, people, Irish people, they have the right to say all what they can say to us. Because until it meets you, you will not know the situation. You know, all this is happening. People, our people are dying in Mexico, in Brazil, in all the waters, and Italy, and everywhere. So they should call phobia into books. And now, because we ask for them to reform our educational system and our civil, our civil court system, they refuse. They start killing our people because we have lost that much. A lot of people. We now decided now that we want them to. We want to go to the table and discuss the 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 the. the the, the main problem of how we started and how we came together. So that is why we start saying, now, okay, we are going back, we want independence. We don't more want any reform because when we were asking for reforms, nobody died. But now they only got up and replied us by killing our people, raping our students, raping our mothers, doing all of us, burning our villages. So now we want to go back to what, who we were before, joining them. 
All right, well, look, I, I think if a lot of people were listening to you there, I, I don't know what difference it makes, and, and I wish, you know, I wish you I, well. I, and, I, I, and, I, and I would like to see the, the world do more to, to internally help problems in these countries so people don't have to travel all over the world. I'm pretty sure that you, Ramonis, would much prefer to live in your own country if it was peaceful. Exactly. But unfortunately, it's not. And I'm reading, I'm, as you were talking there, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of reading a lot about it, and some of it is outrageous. I mean, I'm sure we all... We've all heard, of course, of Boko Haram. And many people, we've spoken about Boko Haram on the air before uh, in relation to the, the atrocities carried out by these individuals. You know, all I mean, those, now, now, listen here now, all those Boko Harams and all those bad people are due to the dictatorship, the bad governance of the presidents of Africa, including France is the one who is encouraging all those things because we, were, we, we should, if we are being colonized, we were colonized and now we are independent, then we should be left alone. France is just the one creating problem in all the African countries in Africa. You cannot say people are independent, then you are still behind them, you are making their money, you are controlling uh, their everything. They, how, are they, how are they independent? So the, we should, the world should call President Phobia with his francs on table for genocide. Well, it certainly seems he's responsible for it. Anyway, that's for sure. Listen, uh, Ramona, it was nice talking to you. All right, and uh, and I'm glad I'm, gl- I'm glad to give you uh, that moment to give you a voice and give you a bit of our time to say what you want to say. All right. Thank you very much. Nice. Thank okay. you very much. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic. Hit.